Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. Today, I am joined by Nikki Connor, and we're going to be talking about healing with food. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you on your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zellmer. I am editor-in-chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life magazine and the Brain Health magazine. Additionally, I've published four books on the topic of brain injury and concussion. I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and all things glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. Today, my guest is Nikki Connor, and she is a certified professional chef certified health and nutrition counselor, nutrition consultant, model, internationally certified water judge, co-host of Around the World TV, and a former professional athlete. Parlaying her formal health, nutrition, and culinary education, athletic background, international upbringing, extensive travels, and passion for improving the lives of others, she has created a viable, socially responsible enterprise. After studying and working in New York and San Francisco Bay Area as a personal chef, private chef, and health and nutrition counselor, Connor is now based in Los Angeles and is following her passion for helping heal others and the culinary arts. Welcome to the podcast, Nikki. So happy to have you here. Hello, Amy. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, I am so excited to dive into this today about healing with food and, um, your bio is just so beautiful and all the things that you really accomplished. Long. It's really long. I cut a little bit. I keep out, shortening but... it for Instagram. <laughs> they can read the rest in the show notes. Your full bio is there. Um, I like wearing yeah. lady hats, so. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's what happens. We, we start one thing and then we grow on it. And next thing you know, you have like five hats going on. So I guess that <laughs> you should see my my actual resume because you know, I found my real passion in lo- um, later life actually yeah so I dabbled in a lot of different industries before that and um, so you know sometimes I, I tell that to people I say you know if you're really unsure especially people that are like you know finishing up college and they feel right. pressured to like figure it out I say there's no timeline like when you know you know. And don't, you know, don't put yourself on a timeline, dabble in everything. The more you try and you find out what your real strengths are and what comes naturally for you versus what I was doing was I was going into industries that other people thought I would be good in Mm, and I was listening to other people. And then one day I said, well, what makes me happy? (laughs) And that started my new chapter. Yeah. You know, very similar to my path. I was a photographer for 20, 25 years and had a brain injury and couldn't remember how to use my camera. And, you know, life had a different plan for me. Um, And, you know, it's important to understand that you don't have to have it figured out and life will throw you curveballs when it wants you to go a different direction. So yeah, so I can totally I relate can an advantage in a way, if you know how to pivot, because yeah. it means that you can think on 100%. your feet and you, um, work well under pressure and you can, um, 
you're actually more useful because you can, you know, be more helpful in that way. And that's mm-hmm. what I've kind of like created with um, like not only my job with building a brand right now as well, um, because I was a health nutrition counselor first. And then I kind of fell into becoming a chef because I figured out that I knew how to cook. <laughs> I did not. I I swear I never cooked growing up. I would, I would like dread helping my mom in the kitchen. I would bake cookies with my grandma. And then, um, I was living in New York alone in a studio apartment and my clients started saying, Oh, what I would do to have someone prepare meals designed for my health needs. Yes. And I said, I should just figure out how to do that. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I, did. And I realized, wait, I naturally just know how to do this. I didn't have knife skills, you know, or the basic education or anything like that. I just knew how to make things taste good and cook them so that they wouldn't make anyone sick. So (laughs) that's important. And then, um, and then I realized I needed to have a professional education because this was something I was becoming completely obsessed with. So I, went to culinary school and then, um, went from there and I combined both of my jobs so I can work locally and remotely in health nutrition, but I also apply it to my work as a chef. So if somebody just wants a healthy chef to do a dinner party, like I do that. But if someone has an autoimmune disease or they're recovering from a surgery Um, they have cancer or they have to like get fit for a movie role and they want to do it safely and in a healthy way. I come in and I help with that. Mm, You know, and, and you said how you didn't have the knife skills. Um, (laughs) And I just recently watched Julia, Julie and Julia um, about Julia child and how she goes into that, that culinary school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everybody's just looking at her. Like she's crazy. You know, she's a female Mm -hmm. and she's an older female. Um, and just her piles of onions as she's learning how to cut. That's what I had to do. (laughs) Um, I would have to, and now like I, it helps you later because now I don't cry when I chop onions because <laughs> I've done so many. My body's just like used to it. But um, you know, practice helps. And um I would chop onions for, you know, part of my culinary school is we had to have an externship that was unpaid. It was mandatory. And other people would work at, I was in the Bay Area, so other people would be at like Chez Panisse or a restaurant in San Francisco. I had no desire to go into the restaurant industry as a chef. Mm, I knew that I was best as like a private chef designing my own style. So I worked at a cafe making paninis, but um, the owner took it very seriously because he was Italian. So I had to still chop onions for six hours and things like that. And um, it helped me. It really humbles you also. Mm -hmm. Good experience. Mm. For sure. I love that. So, you know, you mentioned how you will help someone um, who perhaps is going through cancer or like mm-hmm. you said, as an autoimmune or just has some specific dietary needs. Um, and it can be challenging. It can be really challenging to eat a certain way when like you maybe haven't had to eat that way. Like maybe you suddenly have to cut out gluten or dairy or whatever it is. Um, and I know for me, it's so challenging to cut out gluten. Um, it's in like everything. Um, 
And so having someone who can help you with that and prepare it for you, I think is such a valuable service. And it has to be so rewarding for you knowing, you know, that you're helping these people in the situation. It is. And I also, um, I feel like my purpose is to help people love themselves more. Um, not because of me. I just, I don't believe that I'm like a healer. I believe that like I can educate people on how to heal themselves. And I think that the more you practice self-care through, you know, the foods that you eat, the things you do for your mental health, your physical health, that's self-love. And I think that when people can make those changes in their lives, I try to, you know, explain it in a way where it's like, this is not a quick fix diet. This is not something that's going to be boring or tedious. Yes, it will be out of your comfort zone, but that's why I like to do it in a gentle approach and try to explain it in a way where people can understand, do you want to keep going this way and have these things start happening? Or do you want to make these changes now where you can have long-term results? Um, also I, typically like to lead with, um, like elimination diet, because mm -hmm. I believe in the marriage of Eastern and Western medicine. So right. as a health, the difference between, um, so, you know, like there's like dietitians, health nutrition counselors, nutritionists, like any, you know, pretty much anyone who studies nutrition is a nutritionist. I have a certification in health nutrition, so I can legally recommend supplementation and things like that, um, where other professions cannot do that. When I say I believe in the marriage of Eastern and Western medicine, someone like me is going to help try to keep you out of the hospital, <laughs> you know, try to live that preventative right. lifestyle. And then the surgeon's going to save your life. Right. So it's about like working together. And um, people like to come to me when they want to get off medication, also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. Because um, sure. I, I, I feel that would probably resonate with some people listening. Um, you know, I, I personally have a friend who was diagnosed as a diabetic and high cholesterol and they refused medication. They're like, I want to try and tackle this naturally with my diet. And they're like, Oh, good luck with that. And it was like, really? Like, come on. We know, we know that changing your diet can change these numbers. Right. Um, so yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. And, um, what are some of the different approaches you've taken or some of the successes you've seen with that? Sure. Um, food is medicine. And, um, look, if you have a, um, a mental condition or, you know, a heart condition, that's very serious, then yes, like medication is completely understandable for that. But a lot is unnecessary. And so I try to say, look, let's try the holistic approach first. Mm -hmm. And what, what I find joy in is a lot of the people who are resistant end up being the most enthusiastic because they, um, will come to me and be like, yeah, let's see what you can do. Like, let's see, you know, if this works and I'll say, okay, like give me 30 days or give me 60 days or give me 90 days, whatever. Um, Typically it's, um, in healthy nutrition, I mostly work with women with men. Um, 
it was more when I lived in New York, I was working with guys on Wall Street who lived these crazy stressful lifestyles. Yeah. You know, like they are um pushing themselves in the office and then they're going to client dinners. So they're whining and dining their clients. And then the clients may be from out of town and they're like, oh, we want to go out. So then they're going out and they're doing drugs because they want to stay awake. And then they're getting up at dawn to, you know, when the market's open to like do it all again. And they're and they're traveling. So they would come to me and be like, how do I stay healthy while traveling? Like, how do I stay healthy? How do I order at a hotel? How do I order at a restaurant? So I thought, oh, I want to like customize this for different people's needs because oftentimes um, they would get into this like go, go, go lifestyle and become pre-diabetic. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, high cholesterol. (laughs) Yes. And then they would figure out, wait, if I just make these adjustments and I'm patient, um, I I can actually reverse this with women. It's more, um, it's been more like hormone related, the type of work that I've done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, I have helped women reverse PCOS, which, um, it does not mean, you know, that I, I'm not saying that I cured it, nothing like that. It's more that where they would make these adjustments and their symptoms would all go away. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a commitment because like I can give the advice as best as I can, but I'm not in their house. I'm not in their kitchen. If I am in the town with them, what I would do, which I actually have fun doing as a chef too, is I do, um, like kitchen cleanouts where I go to someone's house and I, I'm not judgmental. You know, I want to approach with like loving kindness because a lot of people just like aren't educated or, you know, they've been following, um, you know, too many like marketing campaigns for different foods that, you know, they don't know how to be led. So I'll come in and I'll say, you know, we could replace this with this, or, you know, what would be a healthy alternative to this? Like, let's do this to get them, you know, on something that's low glycemic. You're talking about gluten. Um, I'm supposed to avoid it, but it's really hard. It is hard. Yeah. Especially when you um, like carbs. (laughs) Yeah, I love carbs. Um, I personally thrive off um, like a high starch diet. Um, Also, I find that like my brain loves it the most because you see when people go on like zero carb or low carb diets, they become very irritable and hangry. And, you know, when the Atkins craze came out, of course, these people were getting results. And the reason I think it would happen so fast, the healthy way that was happening is because a lot of, um, especially in the U.S., a lot of like the white breads and pastas that we consume are full of chemicals and sugar. Yes. Yeah. That's why when you go out drinking, you crave pizza and you think, wait, well, why am I not craving like ice cream? Well, when you're drinking a sugary cocktail, like you're craving more sugar, your brain is like getting in, you know, it's, it becomes an addiction, which is typically why when people become sober from drinking, they have crazy sugar cravings because your brain is like in that mode. So, um, you know, if you go to another country, you can consume gluten and other carbohydrates and you're fine because they don't have GMOs. Yeah. Yeah. And And the pesticides and yeah. Yeah. So we, a lot of times, um, all people come to me and say, I think I'm gluten intolerant or like, I don't really know. And they'll kind of figure out that they actually are having a reaction to the GMOs. Um, 
Now, of course, I believe in gluten intolerance and celiac and all that is very serious. Um, I found that for a lot of people who are not celiac, they can have sourdough bread because the fermented yeast is actually like a little easier on the gut. It's easier to digest. Um, but otherwise they completely eliminate gluten or they're gluten-free in the States. And then they travel and eat gluten. Um, I eat gluten when I'm dining out socially, knowing I'm not going to feel great <laughs> at home. I'm hundred percent gluten-free. Um, and, uh, back to, you know, helping people with, um, you know, different lifestyle changes. Um, I believe in long-term healthy lifestyle rather than the quick fix diets. And it's really hard to explain that to people. Mm -hmm. It sounds easy when I say it, but it's really hard in today's day and age because we're all about results. Now I want it now. Yep. Instant gratification. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, they go on the internet, they're like, oh, well, if I take this diet pill, I can lose 10 pounds in two weeks. I'm like, yeah, water weight. Also you're slowing your metabolism down. It's bad for your heart health. You're consuming, you know, harmful chemicals in your body and you're going to slow your metabolism by going into star starvation mode in an unhealthy way to where as soon as you start eating normal again, it's going to come back. The same goes with disease. You know, you have to like with, with PCOS, um, typically, um, women will, before they become diagnosed, it's actually, it's really sad to see people go through this because women will not know what in the hell is going on with their body because yeah. they're exercising and they're eating healthy for the most part. And they're like, I don't know why my body's not listening to me. Then they go to the doctor and they find this out. And the doctor's like, for the rest of your life, you have to be medicated. And, um, I say, look, let's try this out first. And then if you don't believe me, or if it, you know, if it doesn't work for you, no problem, go do whatever you want. But if we make these adjustments in your diet, if we take out, you know, we get you on low sugar, we take out the gluten, we take out the soy, unless it's like organic and you can have, and, um, it's very similar to, um, for the thyroid supportive diet, PCOS, it's all very, because it's hormone related. So it's like, right. very mm -hmm. and stop over exercising. And a lot of these women are like, wait, what? Like, that doesn't make sense. And I said, yeah, because your body is clinging on to anything. Cause it's in survival mode when you're mm -hmm. over exercising and, um, they'll say, well, you know, an influencer a fitness influencer told me to, um, eat a thousand calories a day and work out two hours a day. And I'm uh. like, where, where's their certification? And they're selling, um, I'm not saying there aren't, so there aren't, um, you know, legitimate professionals out there. There are many of them, but a lot of people are being led by people just because they may have like a following on social media and they'll think, Oh, this person is, you know, a, a reliable source not always the case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And those super restrictive diets, I mean, you might get results in the beginning, but they're not, they're not maintainable. You can't sustain oh, on that. The diet industry makes money on keeping yeah. you dieting. And mm -hmm. that's why, you know, I've been approached by doctors who were like, I want to sell this diet. Will you, you know, will you sign on as like 
you know, the, the natural supporter of healthy nutrition. No. And, you know, no, I didn't care how much money it was. I said, no, because I said, I will not sell a diet. I will not support that because I believe in creating um, a lifestyle for someone individually where they may call it a diet because it's the way they eat, but it's more finding what works for you based on bio individuality. I'm firm believer in that. Not everyone's the same. So yeah, yeah, that's my approach. Everybody has such unique and specific you know, needs and men and women are very different, right? The, I mean, the whole hormone thing is, I don't think women understand the massive role that hormones play on our bodies and, you know, the whole not being able to lose weight. I'm working out four hours a day and I'm, I'm not losing a pound. And, and that overworking out is a real thing. And Mm -hmm. I was just reading this really fascinating study. Um, anyone who is in like fight or flight mode, which (laughs) is most of us right now, um, an intense cardio workout actually isn't helpful. Um, like slow, gentle, like, like a slow, gentle yoga or just meditation, anything to calm your central nervous system is way more effective than a high intensity workout. Um, and I found that super fascinating because most people gravitate to that high intensity. And I love that, you know, more studies are coming out about more benefits of weightlifting. Mm, Yeah. No, I'm a huge believer in that because, um, I hate cardio. (laughs) I mean, I do, that's why I do hit workouts because I like, like I used to be in track and field. So I have like short bursts of energy. So I like doing that for my heart health, you know, to like get in some of the cardio. And then, um, I love weightlifting, not in the gym more. I need a, I need an instructor to yell at me, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, also I found that, um, it's funny. I was actually just talking to this about this with my therapist a few days ago, because I was telling her, I said, it's funny. I love doing hip because I love from being an athlete in the background. I love being aggressive because emotionally it feels so good to be like, I'm going to throw this weighted ball to the ground. You know, like I love that feeling, but then I love Pilates because it forces me to like slow down and do slow movements. And then yoga is like even more slowing down, getting into the right headspace which is why I love starting my day with something like that, because, um, it just makes the entire day better. And I find that a lot of people, like when they're looking for a workout that works for them, they're just following a trend Yeah. or they're, you know, like, Oh, I guess I'll go to Barry's bootcamp or orange theory because like everyone else goes, but it's about finding what makes you feel good mentally, you know? And like what, feels natural for your body. Like when I was an athlete, I had to go to CrossFit. Um, I mean, I got injured from that. It's Mm. not, it wasn't right for me. And that's a workout where people say, you know, wear knee braces, like work through it. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. like let's be nice to ourselves. Like you're saying with the over-exercising. Yeah. Um, a routine. Now I exercise a lot, like maybe like five days a week, because 
it feels so good for me mentally, but, um, I like being in a class environment where I don't feel like I have to do something that my body doesn't want to do. Yeah. You know, and that work through it or the no pain, no gain mentality, you know, it's cute when you're in your twenties, but Uh when you're in your forties and you're starting to feel the results of those years, it's not so cute anymore. Mm -mm. No, No. I'm in my thirties. And if I do too much, like step ups and squats and stuff, my knees are like, okay, I need a day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, I think that when people, if people can think of it as more of a way of like showing self-care and loving yourself rather than like, well, if I do this, like I'll burn X amount of calories. Like it's not about that. And it's funny. Um, I was in New York, um, for Thanksgiving and I was at the gym with my best friend and we were on treadmills next to each other. I was walking on the treadmill at a serious incline. He was running next to me and he was like, why are you like burning more calories than me? And you're walking you're having more fun too. Cause you're walking. I said, Oh, I'm sweating because I'm like on an incline, but I'm happier and I feel good. And I'm only doing this for 20 minutes. You know, I'm not going to go and, you know, stay there. And, um, I just, that's what I'm trying to do is like help people approach things from a way of like, just feeling better physically and mentally mm-hmm. you know, rather than obsessing over like, um, a number or a size or a diet. It's just, that's just a, you know, that's yo-yo dieting, which, um, over long-term it's very harmful. Right. Right. And, you know, you said earlier, food is medicine and, mm-hmm. you know, I think more and more people are starting to really fully understand that. And, you know, going back to how we're prescribed medication for like everything. Um, And like you mentioned earlier, there's legitimate reasons where you do want to take the medication. Um, But there's a lot of instances where I feel you can get off medication and manage it with your diet, such as, you know, sometimes diabetic or um, cholesterol. Those are, those tend to be fairly easy ones to manage through diet. Yes. And, you know, the concept of food is medicine, right? And like, I just had a conversation with another doctor and he talked about just one easy step to changing your diet is to cut out anything processed. If it comes in a box, a bag, a can, don't eat it. Um, And and eating the rainbow. You know, we hear that term a lot. Um, You know, so, so what other like easy easy tips and tricks do you have for people listening? Um, so, um, like first going into healing with food, I have helped, um, actually quite a few women, um, reduce candida in less Mm. than, um, less than 60 days. And they came to me not believing it because, you know, they of course had all the horrible symptoms, you know, candida feeds on sugar and stuff. people don't realize like that is in so many things. Like, yeah, you know, I'm a chef and like, if I'm working with someone with candida, I'm like, you can't even have balsamic vinegar. Like you can have apple cider vinegar, but there's like 
sugar is hidden. You can't drink alcohol. Like you have to really, at least for the first 30 days, you need to be really, really strict so that you're not giving it anything and you're starving it. And they'll say, yeah, okay, I'll try you out. And then it's probably not going to work. So I'm going to get all the blood work done at the end to prove you wrong. And then, um, I'll go back to what the doctor said and get on these meds. I'm like, sure. Okay. You know, to each their own, follow my advice. And they'll say, well, I guess this will affect my social life. I'm like, yeah, for a month, it's going to be hard to go out with your friends because you have to think about, you know, what restaurants are hiding in the ingredients and things like that. But when they see the results, they're like, wait, this actually worked. And I say, yeah, and you can go back to living a balanced lifestyle. You don't have to eat this way for the rest of your life, but it helps you when you feel the results too, it helps you get a better relationship with your own body. Mm-hmm. Because when you start noticing how foods make you feel like that's, that's the approach that I took when I made some health changes. Um, I mean, as you know, I'm vegan and I am not um, preachy about my lifestyle because I prefer to um, lead by example with, you know, the way that I cook and the way that I eat. Working as a private chef in LA, I kind of have to cook everything. And as a health nutrition counselor, if my client comes to me and says, I want to keep eating this, this, and this, and it's not like seriously debilitating to their condition, I'll be like, okay, I'll design something around the way that you like to eat because like, I don't want you to be miserable. Um, but everyone needs more plants. Like no matter what you eat, like add more plants. Like we all need that. And um I, you know, have found that when I, I went like raw vegan for a month because I was having all these like crazy side effects, my sinuses, I was congested. Um, I felt sick all the time. And when I eliminated everything, I thought, oh my gosh, all my, all my symptoms are gone. So I started introducing foods back in to see how it made me feel. And I thought, oh, taking that one out, that doesn't make me feel good. That doesn't make me feel good. So I, that was the approach I took was like, what makes me feel good? And, um, you know, people will think that I eat vegan because it's a diet. It's not, it makes me feel good. Like, that's why I eat this way. Like it works for me. And, um, that's why I don't try to like force my, you know, lifestyle on anyone. But, um, when it comes to helping people make good choices for themselves, um, I try to like suggest healthy alternatives and I find fun. And, you know, if I'm working remotely with someone, I'll share recipes with them. Since I'm a chef, I can send them recipes that are like, you know, perfectly geared towards the way that they should be um, eating in their, you know, new lifestyle changes. And I'll tell them all the nutrition benefits and the ingredients. And they're like, oh, really? All that in you know, a lentil bolognese or like all that in, you know, a salad. I'm like, yeah, it's, um, it's great. And I also, you know, as a chef will tell my clients that like, I'll make them a dessert and, um, they'll say, oh, this is really good, but you know, oh no, like I'm cheating on my diet. And I'm like, actually, did you know that I made a low glycemic chocolate cake and you know, such and such. Right. So it's fun. You can have delicious food that's really satisfying that isn't harmful to your body. 
and it can taste better than the artificial stuff that we're eating. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, for any change, you know, any diet change, any way that you change your eating the first 30, 60 days are the hardest because your body's still craving the the crap that you had been eating. Um, but once you get past that hump, um, it's actually not that hard. No, it becomes more of a habit. You're right. And also, um, I think when people can get over that hump, they also realize self-discipline is an act of self-love. Yeah. In a healthy way, I'm not in an obsessive Mm -hmm. way, but when you have self-discipline to take care of yourself, um, not to, you know, say, oh, I I better, you know, not eat that cookie. Like if you really want the cookie, eat it because if you obsess about it, you're going to eat 10 cookies. You know, like I always tell people, I'm like, if you're craving something so much, have a healthier version of it or have like maybe a smaller amount of it. Because if you just say no, bad, never to something, well, we're rebellious. (laughs) We want it that much more. And once you get over that hump and you realize I feel good because not only am I physically feeling better, but I have self-discipline now and I feel good about myself. You know, like I'm making these changes to make myself feel good. Yeah. Well, Nikki, thank you so much. This has been great information and I want to make sure we have a minute to mention your website and how people can yes. find you. You are at holistic chef, Nikki with one K. Um, and we have a clickable link in the show notes. So wherever you're listening, you can click through and find that link. Um, but tell us a little bit about what they can find on your website. Sure. So my website, holisticchefnikki.com. And I also have a YouTube channel called Laurel Canyon Kitchen, where I actually host the first podcast cooking show where um, I interview guests that I find very interesting with interesting stories and I support um, their businesses. And then I actually teach them how to cook on my show as well. And when I have chefs on, they teach me. And um, I do all healthy cooking with them. And then um, I also on my Instagram have cooking videos where I provide um, really simple recipes for people to follow um, to add more of these delicious, healthy recipes to their lifestyle. And um, I also am on TikTok. It's all across Holistic Chef Nikki and Laurel Canyon Kitchen. Awesome. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for being here today and sharing with our listeners. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you everyone for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you are listening to help others on their own wellness journey, discover this podcast. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll see you in the next episode.